before its lightning aggression, and now France, whose mighty army we expected to stand as a bulwark against the coming storm, had crumbled before it. Armour and manpower were flooding through her shattered defences like water through a collapsing dam. And here was I, as useless as a sword left rusting in the scabbard. When I could bear inaction no longer, I sought to soothe my frustrations by getting far away from the brass hats in London. Mary insisted on joining me, declaring that I was not to have all the fun while leaving her in the clutches of the local ladies' literary circle. She added that this would be an opportunity to visit friends in Scotland we had not seen in ages. Tramping through the country, where once I had played, fished in the streams, swum in the quiet pools, I hoped to find the calm I so ached for. But today, instead of being comforted, I found my thoughts turning to the very different fate of one of my oldest friends whose recent death haunted me like a melancholy ballad. Mary's voice broke in on my solemn reverie, You're thinking of Ned Lethan again, aren't you? Though she was many years younger than I, she had always been the wiser of us two. Do you always know what I'm thinking? I asked in surprise. Not always, but when I see that pained crease form between your eyebrows, I can be pretty sure your mind is on thoughts of lost friends. I saw that look many times after the last war, whenever you were remembering Peter Pinard or Launcelot Wake. I had no idea I was so transparent. Only to me, darling. Besides, it was just a few days ago you met with La Mancha, Palliser Yates, and the others for your private memorial. It's the sort of occasion it takes you a while to shake off. Indeed, it had been only five days since that gathering in London where we toasted the memory of our late friend, Edward Leithen. A noted lawyer and respected MP, Leithen had enjoyed his own share of adventures over the years, but the damage done to his lungs by a gas attack in the Great War had proved to be a slow killer, dogging his footsteps until his doctor gave him no more than a year to live. Rather than spend the remaining months in comfort, Lethan determined to die on his feet and trekked off into the northern wilderness of Canada in search of a lost soul in need of rescue from more than the viciousness of the Arctic climate. That mission accomplished, Lethan had spent his final days among a brotherhood of missionary priests, serving a native tribe devastated by a virulent outbreak of fever. It's true, I admitted. I can't help reflecting on the contrast between Ned's final quest and my pleasant walking tour of Dumfries and Galloway. Speaking for myself, said Mary, I'm perfectly happy not to contend with freezing blizzards and mountains of ice. Remember, Dick, he knew his time was up. Whatever he did, you're in the best of health, with many good years ahead of you. Yes, but what sort of years? Am I going to carry on comfortably tending to the garden, checking the livestock, seeing to repairs around the house? There was a time I did want that, resisted any efforts to drag me away from the good life we've made together. But not now, not while other men are placing their lives at the ultimate hazard. You've done more than your share, you know that, said Mary. But I don't doubt that a call will come. When? I demanded impatiently. Archie Roylance is back in uniform, game, leg and all. La Mancha is a member of the War Cabinet with responsibility for munitions. Nobody seems to know where Sandy is, but I've no doubt he's off on some mad jaunt aimed at bloodying Hitler's nose. And me? By the time my call comes, I'll be too decrepit to answer it. Don't be ridiculous, Dick, Mary responded with a chuckle. 
You may have a few grey hairs, but you haven't exactly gone to seed. Oh, no? Let me tell you something. Just last week, I ran into that dull fellow Wilkins. What, the podgy banker? Yes. And do you know what he said to me? He suggested that I take up golf. I ask you, do I look like a man who's so far gone that he's ready to take up golf? No, not yet, Mary laughed. But if you want to stave off that awful day, you can stay in shape by keeping up with me, if you're up to it. She tripped off through the heather, so fleet of foot one would have thought the pack on her back weighed nothing at all. I hooked my thumbs through the straps of my own pack and followed as keenly as a man in an old folktale chasing fairy lights through the gloaming. For four days we had enjoyed the invigorating freshness of the air sweeping in from the Irish Sea and the unfailing hospitality of the local cottagers. Each morning we were sent off on a hearty breakfast of ham and eggs.